Cover Hello, everybody. It's the Black Tower Podcast here to dispense your weekly dose of taint to give you what you crave, what you need from us. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a fun one. So I've got my uh, I've got my rum and coke poured up, and we're ready to do this thing. And uh, you know, I'm I'm Josh, the Soro van Mahel. And I'm Andrew, the Bajan Mahel, and our fantastic and lovely Amon Khan Mahel is out in the field waving a flag in support of something. Yes, um, and he's waving it classified. so good. He's so good. So hard. Like, he's got the, the color guard harness, you know, that comes over the shoulder <laughs> with the little metal cup that it holds onto. And he's just, like, he's waving it around like, um, oh, what's the guy's name? He got in trouble for Passion of the Christ. Mel Gibson. From uh, Patriot. <laughs> He's going full Patriot with that thing. Yeah. And then <laughs> remember two extremes of Mel Gibson movies. And then remember a couple weeks ago when we did an episode on customs and courtesies and we talked about the roof mistress custom of asking to enter the hold. Well, apparently when I gave an example of that, I was so convincing that Leia, the roof mistress herself, decided she needed to take a visit to the Black Tower. So if everybody could welcome Leia from the Threefold Talk, the Madam Roof Mistress, uh, introduce yourself, please. Um, well, <laughs> I think that was quite an introduction right there. Um, so as Josh said, I am uh, Roof Mistress <laughs> Leia from uh, Threefold Talk. It's a YouTube show that I have on the Malkier Talks channel. Uh, so if you just go to YouTube and search Mount Gear Talks will come up as one of his playlists. And it's an IEL talk show. <laughs> we, we have a hard time categorizing what we really are. Is it a variety show? Is it a comedy show? Sometimes we talk about some serious stuff. Um, we usually do whatever. The one consistent segment we have is what has happened in the Wheel of Time news for the week. Uh, sometimes we talk about artists uh, whenever Amazon Prime deigns to release information. We'll do a quick summary of that type of stuff. Um, and we just have a lot of fun. So uh, love our foldies, who, which is what we call our fans. And many of your fans are also foldies. So I uh, love that intersectionality. And, Good choice. Good yeah. choice, fans. Yeah, yeah. It's like a Venn diagram. It is. With my oh. hands it's very like, well. It's like an Ouroboros. Ooh, that's a better one. <laughs> we no longer use infinity. It's like, oh, I love you, Ouroboros. And like, what the fuck does that mean? Dude, it means you read the Wheel of Time and you're awesome. Because I would those bend over backwards and bite my own tail for you is what it means. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, man. Speaking so, uh, of Ouroboros, can I go off on a tangent real quick? It's going to be fun. Oh, I promise. Absolutely. It wouldn't be one of our episodes if we did. I got something in the mail the other day that I feel like I need to share with everybody here. Now, for check. those of you listening, I will do my yacht best number to, five. to describe it. Yacht number five. How did you know? Spoilers, dude. In the, in the middle of Utah. In the <laughs> middle of Great Salt Lake, yacht number five. I mean, yeah, there's lakes in Utah. You could put a yacht in there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, remember a while back, uh, the Wheel of Time was like, hey, uh, buy our watch. It's a Wheel of Time themed watch. And it was like forever ago. Well, I was thinking about that the other day and I was like, sheesh, I bought one of those and it still hasn't come. And then all of a sudden a package appeared on my doorstep. Now I'm going to show it. So if you want to see it, you have to look on our website or you have to go to our YouTube. But look at this. It's a leather thing right here wow. with some snaps. It says the Wheel of Time. It's got the Wheel of Time logo. 
and it's got the talker, the watch brand at the bottom, pressed into the leather. Super, super fancy, beautiful brown leather. No, it's great stitching it work up. also. It's got the snaps. Oh, shoot. <laughs> and he breaks oh, the watch. <laughs> it wasn't the watch. It was the spare. This is the spare uh, okay. <laughs> wristband. And oh, that then was blurry as shit. Oh, well. We're going to open it up. Here you go. You want to get another screenshot there? Yeah. yeah. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm doing for our live chat right now. <laughs> live chat. Okay, here we go. Here's here's the big reveal. I'm going to just take it out. I'm going to put it up there. And I'm going to peel off the plastic. You guys ready for this? Oh. Oh, it's sexy. That was a good peel. Oh, man. I didn't bring my cast iron. I feel like I need nope. it right now. Whew. <laughs> can't get it to focus right, very well right there that's good enough and okay i got it um i'm gonna put it on right now before i take it off <laughs> <laughs> but uh this watch is dope it is so cool i'm in love with it it is beautiful and in my opinion Better worth be. every penny of it so if you guys really? yes Look at that. Look how fancy. And yeah, you can amazing. believe next time I'm in public and I'm wearing my black Ashaman uh, uh, Armani suit, this little bad boy is going to be there with it. You posh motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm wearing my Wheel of Time Taco Watch with hey. my nice Ashaman Armani suit. It, I'm just sitting over here the, like... The devil may wear Prada. I have a t-shirt. But Ashaman... <laughs> Where are our money? <laughs> I love it. Which terrifies my bank account when I look at getting a night <laughs> suit. So yeah, that's, I didn't that's realize the this was a fashion show. <laughs> Wheel of Time watch right there. There's two it's, of us. <laughs> it's a reveal tonight here. I'll post I some high res images on our Twitter and in the Discord and whatnot. Um, but yeah. Super, super cool. I, I love this watch. It's super, super cool. So I had to share that with you guys because I know um, you guys will appreciate it. And um, now Gray Aja Sitter isn't the only one with some official Wheel of Time jewelry. Huh. Not, not <laughs> that it's a competition, but... <laughs> Luckily, it's getting well, sassy. If so you're much up. like me... <laughs> And you want to enjoy Will of Time style stuff. However, you don't quite have talker style funds readily disposable <laughs> uh, because Bill comes around every month and steals all of my money. Head on over to blacktowerpod.com. It is your one-stop shop for everything Black Tower Pod. It has our merch store and you probably definitely, definitely want to go and check out our section on new creations by Jen because there might be something new and tainty there Ooh. for you. Unless it's not live yet, and I just totally like... No, it's definitely live. Oh, it's live. So it's go and check it out. Live. There's a new Tate dispensing receptacle. Well, receptacle is received, but you know what I mean. There's a new Tate dispenser available. So go and check it out. And if new you're in live budget. chat, I'm posting you the link right now. Wait. Pretty dope. It's pretty cool. It's pretty sick. It's pretty tainty. It's just pretty. Mm, so tainty. Oh, we found Bill. It's Matt Stagger. Oh, okay. Now I know who keeps stealing all of my money. <laughs> Damn it. There what we do go. you mean I have to make a car payment? 
I love how in the preview of the link, it actually has the 3D model rotating. Right? Of, of the it's new so cool. Yeah, that's wonderful. Really cool. So go to New Creations by Jen and check out the new hotness. And uh, when you uh, take in your dose of taint, make sure you do it in style. Yeah. And speaking of hotness, Josh, you got some hotness over there, and I don't oh, just mean that luscious do I ever. beard. Do I ever? What I have next to me, everybody, hashtag taint watch, is the habaneros that are currently fermenting. Now, we're getting close to WatCon, and that means hot taint sauce. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to open this up, and I'm going to give it a good smell oh, and give God. you my, my impressions <laughs> here. Okay, here we go. Okay. Got the I'm nice... so nervous about this already, and I'm not <laughs> even there. <laughs> Woo! Did you just have did you have flashbacks to like Woo! the military CS gas chamber? Oh, did you oh. guys ever get OC sprayed in the military? Nope. I didn't, but I I got <laughs> secondhand OC sprayed in high school. Woo! Oh, yeah, no, I had to go through the whole fucking OC spray course, and that was absolute misery. And that is a story OC's for another day right because it's. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I was that crazy person. We got done with the CS gas chamber and uh, the drill, my drill sergeant, our training instructor, because we have TIs in the Air Force, mm -hmm. um, was like, right. what do you think, Wilson? <laughs> and I legitimately looked at him like I wasn't coughing or anything. I was like, I want to go again. And he literally just looked at me, stopped for a second and said, shut the fuck up. Keep walking. Do you know? Um, um, I actually did kind of want to go back there again because I was oh like, oh, God, no, I, did, I was like, I not out of the gas chamber. I was just like snotting and crying and like every mucus orifice was doing its thing and like yeah no. I, I, I never had I to feel... do it because my base didn't uh we didn't carry oc spray uh even though i was like military police we didn't carry oc spray so i didn't have to do it because we couldn't oh employ it. god yeah uh, no. we didn't have tasers that Great. shit sucked i feel I it's only fair around here somewhere to announce to the world right now that i never had to do the gas chamber so you didn't get chamber. OC spray. You just... Are you really in the military? Are you sure you were? <laughs> you just got post-service demoted to E4. <laughs> I mean, this is the Navy. Congratulations, giving you shit. senior airman. This is the Navy giving you shit. So wait, you were probably in during a time where like E4 was still Buck Sergeant. Uh wow. Wow, buddy. <laughs> wow. Okay, you know what? When and all the Master grounded. Sergeant Rockers were still underneath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's oh, grounded man. for the night. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, last plug before we give you some protection for spoilers and we move into tonight's topic. Uh, you may see here in the background, if you're watching this on YouTube, and of course, everybody in person, Josh, if you want to grab screenshots, you can. I don't know if they want to see Dubby. But Dubby, Dubby is some fantastic... That jitterless energy supplement drinks that you can have it's fantastic it's delicious hold on you can never get right well there. you can't get too much of it you you can <laughs> you definitely yeah. can As josh found out the hard way uh but it's fantastic they have two new flavors so they have the beach and peach which is a mango white peach cooler flavor it's pretty good and they also have a passion joy tea, which is a crisp passion fruit iced tea flavor. And me, as a southerner, you know how much I love my iced tea, my sweet iced tea. That, so there's something right. There's something so right with the world about a good sweet tea, though. 
Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but if you would like to get some W energy for yourself and it is flavorful. So if you're looking for a good flavor additive for, uh, your adult style beverages, I have not done it, but it seems like a potentially safer, healthy way to do something like Red Bull vodka. Uh, I am not saying you should do that. I just saying, you know, you're an adult, make your own decisions, but it does taste good. Um, if you check out, uh, the description or show notes of this episode, uh, you'll see a link that you can use that will get you 10% off. If you don't want to use the link and you just want to go to w.gg to check it out, use code BTP, Bravo Tango Papa, to get 10% off your order of W Energy Drink. And every purchase made does, uh, using our code, does help support what we do here at the Black Tower Podcast. So with all the plugs done, with all the introductions done, it is now time to give you your spoiler warning your protection to protect you from all the taint that's about to come out of this episode and i have a feeling it's gonna be a lot spoileriness so without further ado here is your protection this episode contains spoilers from the entire wheel of time series if you have not read the series you are at risk of being spoiled you have been warned yeah Michael and Kate. Oh, that was a short one. <laughs> yeah, it was a short one. Mike, Michael and Kate are, you know, they're to the point. They know what they're talking about. And when they speak, they speak with conviction and verve. Yeah, I also just don't see them doing some of the more um, <laughs> yeah, there's, X-rated. <laughs> there's, there's some other <laughs> versions of a spoiler. Yeah. Warning, but... <laughs> Oh, they're they're outside their the usual 13 maybe yeah. creeping over into the r like the low level r but definitely not <laughs> maybe who knows mm. who knows Josh. who can say we have a topic that we do for one very obvious reason is near and dear to our hearts there's elements of it that are near and dear to all will of time fan hearts you know this idea uh or not this continuing thing we love to do about theorizing about uh, the Wheel of Time. Sometimes I go backwards, sometimes I go forwards. It doesn't matter. It's the same direction because it's a circle. There's no ending. There's a circle. Yep. Like like on my watch. It's a circle. <laughs> it's my own personal <laughs> Wheel of Time. Yeah, it is. See this watch, yeah. Andrew? See the watch, Andrew? I, yeah, I do. I, I do. <laughs> I, I don't feel like I've ever it's, seen it before. Um, and it then maybe next like, time I see it, I... It smells like a tank and a half of gas. It smells, it smells like bourgeoisie. Like. <laughs> Tonight, smells like Karl Marx would be very pissed off right now. <laughs> <laughs> and Josh got murdered. <laughs> this is going to be a good show. Okay, so tonight we are having a discussion, a a who's who at the Black Tower after the last battle. But even broader than that, and, and, and this is part of the reason why we brought uh, the Roof Mistress in, because she hosted a panel for us at our last Gathering Madness concerning this very subject. And so we consider her to be a subject matter expert, along with us as well. But I know that we're going to have some interesting conversation. Tonight's topic is the Black Tower in the Fourth Age. What are we doing? Where are we going? And why are we in this handbasket? Yeah. So that's it. So, so 
uh, first off, I feel like we need to set a parameter, okay? Because the, the topic is Black Tower in the Fourth Age. And as we know, an age, an age can be several thousand years. Now, given the fact that most I that unaided or unhindered an Isidai can live 200 to 300 years ish for use of the one power. Yeah. I think it's safe to assume that men have the same kind of life um, span expenditure. Oh, so we're on, talking without the oath rod. That, without, like, that's what I'm saying. Without aiding without, or inhibiting. It's like double that. Oh yes. Because okay. uh, the up to roughly Two to two fifty three hundred cap is Othrod. Mm -hmm. Oh, is it? Because Cat, yeah, because yeah, Cat's, well, Cat's Wayne is kind of the weird one because like there's a bit right. of an assumption that she was maybe released from her oaths when she retired from the tower. And but when the right. and when the Aes Sedai encounter the Ken, they think the Ken are lying. When they, yeah, that's the, right. The Ken that's are right. so old, and they but they look this you know. Look, you guys are old. Mi minus the agelessness, but they, you know they're like. What do you yeah. mean you're 500 years old? Like, so, what do you mean so we're talking, we're talking a couple yeah, of years. So there's some in the kin that live to be as old as 500 years, and it, it's yeah. assumed that like they still have a, a fair bit of life uh, left. And, yeah, and they, they're young seeming. So okay, so. so so we're looking at two generations approximately per every thousand years. So we can we can discuss you know immediately post last battle would be you know generation one in the first thousand years generation two would be Logan's successor mm -hmm. and so on and so on i feel like that's kind of a a safe way to go about it but i feel like black tower at the beginning of the fourth age is going to be very very different from black tower at the end of the fourth age so if we want to I, I feel like what this is going to be is we're going to bring up like a point, a thing that we think is going to happen mm -hmm. in the Black Tower during the Fourth Age, and we will be able to discuss why we think that would happen or not happen. Does that does that make sense? Makes a lot of sense. And do you want to bucketize it that way, like as we talk about the first generation being the low gain post bat post last battle generation, and then generation two so as we're having things you know what maybe we do this maybe we do a couple points on the first generation and then go through that a little bit and then maybe we say okay after all that where okay. are they at the end of the fourth age at the yeah. heralding at the ending of the fourth age and the heralding of the fifth where are they what are they doing kind mm. of a thing what changes have gone on in the last three thousand years We, I don't know. Now, I, I'm also trying to say this because, like I said, Leah, I, I know you've got notes. <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 a very uh, you're a very uh, studious Aiel. Yes. <laughs> yes. If I was doing my exchange uh, with the White Tower, um, I'd probably want to be because of my illness, uh, blue Aja, but I'll definitely have brown Aja tendencies. I'm like, ooh, nice. let me get to your library. <laughs> so so you've got a degree in blue Aja with a minor in brown Aja. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then I go back to the waste. <laughs> well well go ahead and kick us off then. What's 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 one thing you think is gonna be something that's happening in the Black Tower immediately after the last battle or during well, the first generation so it's more of a, a set of questions. Um, so um, first of all, post last battle, um, 
leading up to the last battle, there was still a major um, stigma against male channelers, uh, even people who knew that, uh, that, that, that the source had been cleansed still had a mistrust of male channelers. Um, do you think that stigma is still going to exist post last battle? And then how does the immediate culture um, move forward depending on your answer? Do you want to hop in, Andrew? Yeah, yeah, I'll hop in. Um, the, the stigma is going to definitely, definitely stick around. I mean, this has been the fact for 3,000-ish years that men go mad when they channel, that men channeling is inherently dangerous, that this will happen to all men. And you don't go through a, a cataclysmic-style event like the breaking of the world and then easily just believe that the status quo for the last 3000 years has changed and men no longer just will innately go insane and try to kill everybody and everything and destroy the world again. Um, mm. I think it's gonna have to very much be a showing the world that this no longer happens, which is gonna be a bit difficult because you're gonna have this first generation into the fourth age that are dealing with the after effects uh, of madness, you know, much like uh, you have World War I uh, and World War II vets dealing with things like shell shock, which we now you know, call PTSD, yeah. um, and things like that. They're going to have these issues uh, perpetually. Um, now, of course, we do find out that people like that even everything can do stuff to kind of heal and, and dampen the madness down mm -hmm. um, a fair bit, but it's always still there. You know, it's like a permanent scar on, on the mind. Uh, almost at the soul, but I would imagine when you're reborn, the madness is gone. That would suck if it just stuck forever. <laughs> yes. Well, and the, but but regardless, the stigma is there. So even if yeah. Nynaeve is able to recruit, you know, a, a legion mm -hmm. of whatever yellow Aja, um, and then just people who have the talent, because I'm sure it's not just yellow Aja. I'm sure what right. she did has a specific talent to it. To capital. Yeah. I mean, we'll look at the eyes today. I mean, for the past three thousand years. All I said, I still have the stigma of it's your fault. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the, yeah. the vast, uh, the vast majority of the world that doesn't interact regularly with I said, I so uh, you're more middle to lower class because most of the nobles interact with the I said, I to some degree, unless you're like a high lord asshole in tier and you hate mm -hmm. them, um, or the white cloaks, I guess, if you want to consider any kind of nobility there, I wouldn't, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, that there's still the stigma against Aes Sedai. They're not to be trusted. They can't be trusted. They manipulate. They do all this. They work against the world for their own gain. And that's been what people have thought about them for 3,000 years. Even, yeah. even if most people know that the, the female Chandlers are not the direct people to blame for all of the craziness that happens after. I mean, they're not blameless, but that, that's yeah. a whole different yeah. conversation. <laughs> that is. <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting... Um, first and foremost, yes, I do. I, I believe the stigma will be there. We see this in our own culture and society. You know, mm -hmm. it takes a long time for society to grow, right? Um, as evidenced by the fact that there are some bias, biases and prejudices that still exist today in human society that are absolutely asinine, but it's, you know, the wheels of change turn slowly. Um, and with the Black Tower, as Andrew said, this is a constant. This is a known. You know, people told stories about men who could channel to scare children. Like, 
it was known if you channel you're going to go insane and kill everybody so now you've got a concentration of these men and yeah 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 rumor says that the source has been cleansed but i'll believe it when i see it you know we're just waiting for that bomb to go off um and there's a lot of people who just aren't going to accept it they're not going to trust it they're not going to believe it and that's something that you know generation one is absolutely going to have to be dealing with um now how are they going to early early generation one though because um non-channeling human beings probably lived a 50 60 yeah and a lot of a lot of people just got killed in the last battle so yeah give it 50 to 60 years and you're going to have a second generation of humans growing up in a world that has the question non-channeling humans are they not non-channeling humans yeah non-channeling humans yes and so (laughs) yeah the muggles it's all connected (laughs) as twatcast says it's a ripoff of harry harry potter yeah. What is Harry Potter but the sixth age? I mean, come on. Oh. It's not a wand. It's an angriol. And uh, Star Wars is the seventh age. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll get to that at a different time, guys. Like, that gave me a lot to think about. We'll come back to that later. Tell okay, me, so Ren. I, Do but... you know the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise? <laughs> it's not a story the I am oh, wise ones would tell you. Rand was the first like dark sith lord <laughs> like really if you think about <laughs> oh, it so. oh yeah <laughs> anyways uh, josh what were you saying uh no i was just saying I, I do like that you know there's gonna be a lot of you know for for people who served in the military you know we know this pain all too well hey go and volunteer in your community um and it's you know they they put it as part of your rating like as as you get evaluated every year they say oh you know, I need your volunteer bullets. Where did you volunteer? Did you do this? Did you do that? Did you do those? Did you do these? And it's a huge PR stunt. It really is. Um, mm-hmm. They want they want the face of members of the military to be a face that people can trust in their community and people like to see in their community. By the way, your EPR is due Friday. I hope you remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I got you. But as you say that, do you think it'll be a volunteer, like, it'll be a mando volunteer thing or do you think that's actually a role that the well, tower under Logan is going to pick up and well, I, like, think, I guess think that about kind of it like this. into the next question think about it like this when Logan is approached at the end of the last battle the people who saw men channeling to defend them the people who f- witnessed and experienced firsthand yeah. the protection of the black tower came to Logan and said when our sons are old enough, we will bring them to you to see if they have been blessed by the dragon. Well, if they've and, been and given the dragon's gift. That's why I wonder, because the, the vast majority of humanity at this point is in the last battle in one right. way or another. And so you see male and female channelers on both right. sides. So, but, but you see the low gains yes. of the world. And, 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 and that's, why I, wonder, says that's to why I wonder if there's a, a little bit of a shift. Like right. maybe we'll go insane, but we want to bring our sons and daughters. Well, well and Logain Logain says the Black Tower protects always. And I think that's a very powerful moment because Logain recognizes the role that that he should be taking on as the leader of the Black Tower. I I I shrug to say Mihail. But we've we've adopted the name of Mahale, but <laughs> he might not. With, with qualifiers. With qualifiers, yes. Not capital M, just just a Mahale. 
But um, one of the things that I think is going to be a first generation problem is identity. Mm-hmm. Where does the Black Tower fit into this new world? Because for everything in recorded history, it's new. It's new. There's never oh, it's, been. It's just a couple years old of this. Point. Yeah. And there's so, never and, been and, a society and it had of. all the team yeah. to it. There's so. never been a society of male channelers independent. There just never has. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be looking for a way to give the Black Tower legitimacy, not only mm-hmm. to keep Andor and Law off their backs because they want to govern themselves. Again, my theory. But they're also going to need to be useful in the world. They're going to mm-hmm. need to establish why they belong in the world as well. So I do feel like Loghain would be, you know, well, he sending he them out on protection missions, you know, doing different matters of service in different communities, helping rebuild a lot of communities that were mm-hmm. destroyed, et cetera, et cetera, those kinds of things. Well, he does try to go ahead and submit uh, some legitimacy with Andor, uh, and it's the opportune time because this is still a very, very decidedly Elaine-controlled Andor. And oh, yeah. when Elaine and uh, when Elaine and Loghain, uh talk about kind of like there's this yeah. like unease or kind of like, well, what's what are you going to do with the power, Loghain? Because <laughs> a couple of Elaine is in full Elaine is in full queen mode, and she's like. This is like the white cloaks, but actually effective and powerful in my domain. How am I going to deal with this? And Loghain calms her down very quickly by saying, you know, that, you know, the Black Tower stands with the Lion of Andor. Mm-hmm. So he makes it very clear that, that we're partners. Um, he, he sets the Black Tower up to be a partner with Andor, to work with Andor, that they will still kind of try to work within the bounds of Andor and law and work with the Andoran government but that it's a partnership, not a, you know, subservient to Andor. So kind of like the Vatican within Rome and Italy. Um, very, very similar. Yes. I would 100% yeah. agree with that. Except uh, the hat isn't as tall and there's no bullet. <laughs> I mean, maybe Lorraine well, does get a hat that's that tall eventually. <laughs> so who knows? Just figured out where the Pope starts in the Wheel of Time. It starts hey <laughs> There it is. <laughs> oh, how the mighty have fallen. Oh my gosh, all the Catholics but are going to be like, Loghain is not the Pope. We apologize, <laughs> think, but it's not what we were saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think that is going to be the biggest tasking for this first generation, for the for the Loghain uh, Tower and, and his generation, is showing the world that the that the Ashaman, that male Chandlers are no longer just inherently dangerous because they are men that can channel. I mean, you're still going to have your bad eggs here and there, uh, for sure. That's never going to stop. Um, and then just cementing concrete, like concretely, just like the White Tower has over you know the last three thousand years, a place uh, that commands respect from the other nations, because. Following the last battle, when you have a tremendously weakened world where most of the nations, if not every nation, is severely weakened in, in terms of military power, this is an environment where those that can channel can very easily and very effectively turn the tides. Can They can basically march into almost any city and be like, this is ours now. You have a thousand troops? Cool. We have like 50 
and we can just rolling fire with you. Oh, oh, and, we, and we can travel into wherever you are, like yeah. to get the better strategic tactical yeah. position. Yeah. yeah, the high ground, so, as it were. Or, so they have or this, and then, like we'll 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 make you in the low ground because we'll just blow up the earth <laughs> under you. Yeah. Uh, and then you have like the Aes Sedai that still have their oaths, right? This is mm-hmm. something that we don't know if Cat Swain is going to keep the oath rod. I think it's reasonable to believe that she will. Uh, I think she will. It seems like, yeah. I think that was one of the assumptions that we made in that yeah. uh, panel that I was on for you guys is that, the, that they're going to yeah. keep the oath rod and then execute all of Egwene's plans. So yeah. uh, to, to create the Ken as a retirement plan, essentially, for any Aes Sedai that want to... Um, that, that want yeah. to give up their oath and live longer. Um, oaths, plural. Yeah. Um, Such a- so they're going to have that to, to continue to help the rest of the world believe that, that, that they can be trusted, that they're not just going to march into like a city and be like, mm-hmm. this city is ours now. You don't have that with the Black Tower. And yeah. I don't necessarily foresee the Black Tower going the route of adopting their own version of the Oath Rod. Mm. Yeah. I, I, do, I don't fair. see that happening. No, no, I think no, that's no. very fair. So, because I, I think they're going to look at it and they're going to kind of like figure out, either figure out what kind of happens by using something like the Oath Rod or a binding rod. And they're going to be like, uh why would I give up half my life just so people yeah. might trust me a little better? That wouldn't even mean that an oath rod that the that Sidon would use would have their lives. Um, so maybe yeah, that's, that's a Sidar specific thing. So that, that's an interesting theory. I wonder. I mean, I, I always kind of assumed that the oath rods could be used by Sidene or Sidere. Oh, I, I would assume they origin. could be used by, but well, and then like maybe it's like, uh, yeah, that's another speculative. Might, might um, be. Do we, yeah. do we, well, do we see any Angreal that are used both or that are used at one point with Sidene and another point used with Sidere or vice versa? Oh, well, not Sangreal. Uh, there's definitely. T- Terangreal that are used yeah. by both. Um, because the Othrod is a Terangreal. The Othrod is a Terangreal. So, so I would think I, it would have the same effect I think, regardless. I think it would have the same effect. I think the question there is, does it require Sidar to activate the mechanism? Because remember what they talk about the, the Othrod or the Binding Rod being used in the Age of Legends as a, as a punishment for criminals. Yeah, well, so and there's and there's there are numbers. They're numbered, so there's yeah. multiple. There's a series of them, and it implies that people who cannot channel would also be subject to that. If someone is channeling spirit into it, yeah. does it have to be Sidar spirit or can it be Sidine spirit? Yeah, is uh, no. Spirit- they can't use the binding rod on on non channelers. You have to use the binding chair. Binding rod only works on channelers. You're right. You're right, but the binding yeah. the binding but, chair gets around that, and you can use it on non channelers. But regardless, the question still stands: Does it need to be Sidar or Sidine that triggers? And I, and I wonder if there's like you know, maybe it's something as simple as like the evens and odds. <laughs> so the even numbers are for the females, and the odds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that's an oversimplification. Or there's like you know categorizations like one through ten is as as far as Sidar. men using it. Uh, I feel I mean, like Morden has three of them, so I, I kind of 
it kind of pushes me to think that they're just activated by flows of spirit. Yeah. yeah. As far as men using it, I can see some men. I first off, I can see Loghain being against it vehemently. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely not. No, 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 no. Um, now whether second, or not he, what about second generation? But that yeah, again, so after he's replaced, I, I can see eventually, and I know this this gets to <laughs> a conversation that we've had prior to this, uh, Leia. But I I believe that eventually there's going to be a lot of channelers in both places. Mm-hmm. Does that mean everybody's going to be using the oath rod? I almost feel like the Black Tower will be Oathrod less throughout its lifespan. So Christine just said Loghain is such a dom, there's no way he would agree to be dom. <laughs> and I very much agree with that. So. Loghain. Loghain fucks harder. And what if you have a situation like with Andral and Pavara, where Pavara is under the Oathrod and the Andral being in like in this kind of like spousal connection decides like, you know, I don't want to outlive my beloved wife by like twice her lifespan. So well, I'm going to take she can the also, oaths. But she can too. also release uh, again under um, Egwene's yeah. plan that that I said I can retire into the Ken that um, they they can release themselves from the oaths. You know, so they somehow. However also, it is that they unswear off the oath rod and then they live this life within the kin. Um, but, but being Aes Sedai, and, and this is just a key thing, and, and we could probably move on, because like the Aes Sedai very much identify with their oaths. They've been held to it. Um, Egwene goes from not wanting the oaths because she thinks it's limiting them. And then as she realizes, she's like, no, this is something that binds us. This is what makes us Aes Sedai. So there's other female channeling organizations that women can go to if they don't want to be Aes Sedai. Um, so, so you could go and be one of those. Um, one, of, one of the things that, because I've thought a lot about that, Andrew, when you get Pavara and Andral and that kind of a thing, and I don't believe for the life of me that there is an Aes Sedai out there that would willingly give up the advantage of having another tra- channeler not bound by those oaths. So, wait, say that again? So, Andral and Pavara, they're together, right? And the point Andrew made was, you know, Andral wouldn't want to outlive his spouse. And then you said, you know, she she could join the kin, et cetera, et cetera. But for them traveling around, for all intents and purposes, I don't believe that there is an Aes Sedai in the White Tower who would willingly give up the advantage of having a channeler at their side not bound by those oaths because in so many ways it's got to make orders so So, so you you think that the Aes Sedai would want their their channeling warders to partake in some sort of oath to not partake to not partake. Oh, oh, again, yes. So they would, so, they would so actively the, the, the not Moraine land situation where land says um, all the things that Moraine yeah. can't say. All right. Exactly. Got it. Got so it, got it. so it, that is an advantage that they have cultivated with their warders. Mm-hmm. And having a warder who can channel 
I feel like every Aes Sedai in the world would go, oh yeah, no, 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 that's an Aes Sedai thing. That's for us. Yeah. Also, we want you to be able to kill with impunity. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Fair. I don't. We don't want them. And then yeah, we're. Yeah. So do we do we move into second generation? I think we kind of moved game? into second generation. Well, do we want to move into second generation, or do we want to still like flesh out a little bit of what the first generation looks like? Oh, I'm fine with either way. I uh, I feel like I feel like the first generation is pretty simple though. It's it's going oh, to be no oh 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 you think so? Go oh, oh you tell me oh you tell me. oh no, you go ahead you go ahead because I've, I've got lots of questions. I've got <laughs> lots of questions. <laughs> Okay, and on. I would love you guys' opinions on these because you guys have thought a lot more about the Black Tower. <laughs> I'm actively, I've got my notes and then I'm actively well, taking notes on the. the I'm going to need a new drink for this. <laughs> I'm going to make a drink. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. If it were me, okay, let, and, and I'm, and I'm, granted, I'm not in actuality a man who can channel in charge of anything at the Black Tower, but I play one on the internet. <laughs> oh, the same same with me about being an IEL. So. <laughs> what? I mean, You're I'm a tall head redded runner, like, and I says the and I don't use swords. So. Yeah. Anyway, I okay. said I am a runner. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, one of the things that I think a lot about is, you know, you've got this new organization, and they have to find a place in the world. They have mm -hmm. to establish an identity before they're absorbed by another country, nobility, whatever, right? The biggest, most immediate concern being Andor because they're on Andorran soil and there is dispute as to how said soil was obtained, right? Mm -hmm. So Elaine is already upset that she gave up land to the sea folk. She's already feeling like in some ways that she failed mm -hmm. because the Queens of Andor back a thousand years have never given an inch of land to any other, you know, sovereignty. And here she is. She's got two. She can't do anything about the sea folk, but she can do something. She does have a legal claim to try and at least exert some sort of legal control or oversight at the black tower so Loghain very smartly moves very very quickly just as as andrew was saying earlier to establish a partnership we are willing to work with the lion of andor um so the biggest piece of and, and we can say the same thing with with uh, with a country in the world nowadays the biggest piece of 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 uh, the most important thing that they need to do is to establish sovereignty. Yeah. And so that's going to be the black towers biggest challenge is to establish sovereignty into getting recognized sovereignty well, so that they have uh, uh, diplomatic allies in other mm -hmm. areas willing to recognize them. Well, and one thing I would postulate in the, post last battle world is just the entire continent of Ranland has been completely wrecked. Um, so even just assuming that there's enough people to still manage the governments of the countries that existed pre last battle. Um, like if we, if we just made that a going in assumption, um, 
they're still just completely wrecked and giving like, and I, again, like you said, um, Elaine has established this um, treaties, I guess, like an informal treaties with Loghain. That being said, I feel like there is a potential, and this is one of my questions is um, does the, because of traveling, does, the Black Tower stay where they are? Do they create little embassies throughout? Because you can just hop back and forth. Um, and uh, what was the other one? Oh, and the, then that also gets into like scouting, recruiting, um, just ge just general. How how does the like again? I told you I had a lot of I have a lot of big questions <laughs> about well, how <laughs> that all that all goes into establishing sovereignty, though, right? But because... but, is it, but is that sovereignty or is that just like are they are they considered the embassy the way that we think of them? Is that um, you know I live here in Washington D.C. so you know I go up Embassy Row and as I walk up Embassy Row I go from. Korea to China to right, right. Russia to um, Great Britain. You know, not in that the order. Thing, not in that order. <laughs> yeah. The first thing you have to make is you have to make the ITA, the Interstate Travel Administration or Traveling Administration. <laughs> okay. Because just imagine the logistics of places like Camelin and Kyrian and Harvalon, these central hubs, uh, Falma, every trading port everywhere, every trading outpost everywhere. All the way out to uh, the, the forgot the fucking name the the mountains uh, that uh, block the Ayala from from Sara. Um, oh yeah, those yeah yeah yeah. That uh, honestly, just like that entire continent might just be a side of the continent. Might well, well yeah. Now, now we now we've got Shan Chan that you could potentially travel to, and yeah. yeah. But you have all these places everybody has to travel to, and we know the inherent dangers to oh I don't know opening a gateway in the middle of a person. Um, yeah, so th that's going to be fun. That is going to be so bureaucratic for them to try to make these standardized things. Because yeah, true. like we see, we see that the Saladar Aes Sedai and the Ashman they make designated traveling spots. Yeah, yeah. But how do you regulate people? Two people opening at the same time? Is it just something where two gateways inherently cannot be open in the exact same space? I can't remember if that was a, a mechanic or not. You, no, you in the exact same space, but the likelihood, like they might be millimeters apart. And then if yeah. you step through another one, like that, that, yeah, that gets interesting. Yeah. So, how do you? Thanks, Iris. It's the Cliffs of Dawn and the Great Rift. You're right. Um, yeah. yeah, so you're going to have, so, like, some, all... And so maybe there's all these, like, individual little circles, mm -hmm. so, which yeah. gets to but be I a think, lot. I think with traveling, though, it removes the need for embassies. Um, right now, like, in our world, the main, one of the main reasons people, the nations have embassies in other countries is to have somebody physically there available for negotiations, diplomatic relations, to deal with all these things, because it's a lot cheaper and a lot easier then every time the U.S. wants to talk to South Korea, flying a diplomat out at that point. So mm -hmm. rather you create these, these areas that have, you know, home field advantage or, you know, <laughs> it's under the rule of law of whatever nation owns it. For the so sake they'd have, of... They'd of have more of an office than an embassy. So like an office would, within whatever headquarters or... Yeah, I would think so because if, if the Black Tower is like, you know what, we need... There's something going on with trade. We need more grain to the Black Tower. We want to get it from Tier. 
it's a, it's all too easy for them to send you know an Ashaman or a couple of Ashaman as a diplomatic uh, detachment via traveling into Tier. Um, mm-hmm. And with the allure of traveling, what it allows, you're going to want to having uh, people that probably pay uh, the Black Tower and the White Tower and many other Chandlers to have people there to facilitate traveling. Uh, you're going to have uh, Ajas and sections of the Black Tower that are going to have like redone purposes. And um, the bargaining chip, the diplomatic bargaining chip you have by offering a group of five Ashaman or Aes Sedai or both to come and stay in Camelin for the purpose of facilitating travel, that is an incredible bargaining chip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's interesting. money right there. That's interesting. You know, you bring up an interesting point with the, you know, the travel administration because, <laughs> well, I mean, but for real though, it, oh, yeah. you, the world just got a lot smaller, right? With, with oh, the advent of traveling, with the advent of the dragon's peace. Now you've got all these nations that need to, I mean, I believe in the dragon's peace, there's a, uh, there's like, you're supposed to establish a council uh, to decide disputes, mm-hmm. to decide you know regulations on things that involve more than one country. Yeah, these are things that were previously unaddressed because the rule up until this point was if you're in this place, you obey these rules. But now there's a whole like I can just travel to the other place and call it a day. So you're going to have. This, and with respect to the Black Tower, you're going to have Loghain, I believe, putting eyes and ears, emissaries, representatives in any place of nobility that he can because he doesn't want Andor representing Andor and the Black Tower at these types of negotiations he wants the black tower to have their own seat at the table of course yeah and so one thing that i've actually postulated in post last battle is i mean essentially freeing Loghain they kind of destroy a large portion of the black tower if not the vast majority right like there there's a fairly significant battle that goes there but that being said um, as we realize um, in Eye of the World, there is a large part of the continent that, it, in even the Great Hunt, there's a large part of the continent that just nationalities don't exist because they just can't breach out in that ter- territory. And with the advent of traveling, there is plenty of land and territory that the Ashaman could potentially go to without having to have that conflict of where existing within an ex- uh, a, a nation and trying to figure out our permissions of like, if we get bigger, can we build out? Are we allowed to build out? What about the town that exists around us? Um, so I've always That's... thought, I've always thought that there's the potential of going up into um, like, this is a really bad example, but where Pat and Fane nails the merge all to like inflates them. But but that's that's no man's land up there. So no no country owns that. So it's somewhere between Faldara and Kyrian and um 
and post last battle everybody's fucked anyways uh like the i'm sure all the the lines of countries uh, so will fluctuate regardless and that's that's one of the things kind of that we stumbled upon just doing the show andrew's in north carolina i'm in utah daniel's in la um and so we've started doing like uh you know black tower utah chapter black tower north carolina chapter Mm -hmm. so i can see i can see the andoran black tower as sort of like because because you're definitely right like elaine's not giving another inch period end of story the Mm -hmm. land that they have is the land that they have and in order to build they're gonna have to build up (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh, because they're not going to be able to build out well and maybe that becomes headquarters and training becomes and, one of and those other have, places where they can build out um, and i, or, I would imagine a school maybe somewhere right. to learn up things and i would imagine that Logan has diplomats and representatives going to other nations saying we'd like some land to set up and as as a as a, it, it would be similar to opening a military base you know Mm -hmm. we go to the local government we say we'd like to open a military base and they say what's in it for us well there's going to be money and or protection and or whatever yeah and i believe well and just don't forget that that this entire continent is pretty much war ravaged so exactly um, so they're anywhere that yeah anywhere that can bring revenue and people and guarantee like the, the the i feel like the black tower as well as the White Tower are going to be able to establish these, like, remote locations, potentially, that are guaranteed revenue. Um, well, and, and, and they've got so much benefit, also, that they can give to the community. And it makes it makes recruiting easier, because now people don't have question. to travel all what is recru- the way What does recruiting look like now for oh, the Black Tower? They're not going to stop sending out. So, so you, you think they're still going to... There will still be active recruiting. Period. End of story. Logan, now, do, you think, do you think there'll be centers, though? Whereas um, during um, Rand's lifetime, they had to actively go to village by village I, and attempt to like stealth in and be like, hey, would you support the Dragon Reborn? And then once we've stealthed you away, then we're going to try to I think the sales pitch changes. <laughs> Um, I think the sales pitch changes, but I do think there are teams that go out into remote villages and cities and whatnots um, and and hold active recruiting, you know, sort of like military recruiters nowadays. We're holding an event. Come get a free hot dog and join the military. Like, okay. Um, but I do also believe there will, and this is, again, part of establishing their their identity, their place in the world. There will be, and this is the benefit of having numerous Black Tower satellite sites or bases or forts, um, (laughs) because people can then come to them and say, hey, I think that I might be able to do this, or I'd like to know if I can, because I'd like to join, um, and... It's. I think it's going to be a two-pronged spear, as it were, where you're going to have the active recruiting and the passive recruiting. Um, I I don't know which will be more popular. I would imagine 
eventually with with widespread establishment and satellite locations and chapter houses and recruiting offices i would imagine that passive recruiting would become more popular but i believe that recruiting is definitely going to be a big justification for identity for that first generation of mm-hmm. the black tower post fourth age interesting so another question that i had about for you guys about um so as we're talking about recruiting and there's already a pre-established ceremony of leveling up um so assuming that stays the same and you guys could get into that if you want to say um anything different besides just assuming that you move up through the three ranks uh to become ashaman but uh do, do you think there'll be um specialties that similar to the white tower that people give into uh do you think they'll break out into individual communities what would that look like because they do fall into more of a military structure so we do see in the books that there's like the squads and the battalions um andrew i I know you've been silent for a while but can i take this one (laughs) (laughs) no i love this one i love this one because one of the things that we did, um, so as, as you, and this is this is met, this is outside universe, right? This is just reality for the podcast. We have three hosts. Yeah. There are only two titles given to Mahales. Um, so Daniel's uh, title of Amen Khan Mahale was created, you know, to have you know to add some 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 breadth to the lore. And to kind of expand upon that and to have fun with that. Now, we decided that what would the names of these different divisions be? There wasn't really a good translation for division. There wasn't really a good translation for like squad or group or anything Mm -hmm. like that. But what we did find was the word in old tongue, gar, which translated into weapon. In the founding of the Black Tower, they were weapons for the dragon they were spears for the dragon yeah so we we decided that if we were going to have individual individual factions those factions would be called gar so Mm -hmm. if you were under the sorovan mahal you'd be in the sorovan gar or the bajan mahal you'd be under the bajan gar or the amen khan mahal you'd be with the amen khan gar and as a first generation you've got bajan mahal so more focused on battle. These are going to be a lot of your dedicated. They're going to have a lot of and can you rolling translate ring. all these again? Because I know you guys have done it before, but if people have never listened. So Bajan Mihail, battle leader. Sorovan Mihail. Yeah, that's the battle leader. Sorovan <laughs> Mihail, storm leader. Which is what you are. Correct. Which is me. And then Amon Khan Mihail, dragon banner leader. And that's Daniel. Mm-hmm. So now the, the, the fun part becomes is we've got the Baijan Mahal, they're more focused on battle, combat, tactics. You know, what can we do here to win the battle? It's you know, like the Green Aja, but we actually train. Oh! Hey, we don't have oaths that inherently prevent us from training offensive weaves. So well, it's a and, fact. But, but actually, the Green Aja doesn't actually like. I've got thoughts on that, but that is not for this podcast. <laughs> so I like it. Um, and then the Sorovan Gar will be more focused in 
study of the nature of cytine. What can we do with cytine? It's kind of an R and D, but it's also kind of a philosopher, you know. So like brown white sort of ish. Are, are yeah. you like a state alchemist from Full Metal Alchemist, or a Jedi Consular? Know what that wow, is, so. we just got so we went Star Wars, I love it. I love it. I love <laughs> and then and then Amon Kangar, Dragon Banner Gar, that's where your bards are gonna be, that's where your healers are gonna be. Um there's a flag so, team from the band. <laughs> flag mask. And so that's which I was in basic training, not to you know brag or nothing, but zero demerit flag mask. <laughs> if you know, you what? know. What would the Amon Khan guard do? Like, what would be their focus? Because we we kind of like took the uh, the Amon Khan the Amon Khan Mahil from uh, from military structure and right. formal formations. Every company, every battalion has a guide on bear. There's right. somebody that holds the flag, holds the standard for that battalion or company or whatever uh, organization you want to use uh, that is of a company level, and they're the ones that show everybody kind of where we're marching everybody can follow the flag and see the flag that orchestrates like if you're doing a, a, a left face or a right face or whatever the case is um which takes its origins from uh the standard bearers uh pick a point in history you can go feudal japan you can go medieval britain well, or, or like uh, just or the trumpet sounds or a drum beat yeah. or um yeah. yeah but you have these standards that they marked where you're where your allied force was was moving forward to, and everybody followed mm -hmm. the banner. Um, and it and, was like and the way know, the, the banner moved. Yeah, there was very right. much. Yeah. Um, it was a super visual... risky job, right? Because those guys, they, they you were the most visible. Yeah, thing. yeah, and everybody wanted to take that out because if you took out the the guide on bear or the standard bear, mm -hmm. now you had disarray. Nobody knew where they were moving because yeah, that's how. Mass oh, and that's why you had backups to backups to backups for those positions. Yeah. So what would an Amon Khan guard do? Because um, saying that they would be like more focused on like ceremony and stuff uh, just seems, well, I mean, that could be a facet of them that they would be like uh, the ones that you've are like also very got, ceremonial. You've also got the diplomats, right? They would oh, represent okay. yeah, the dragon. When they go somewhere, that's where the dragon's banner goes. Um, you would oh, have, like I said, healers. Yeah, so they're, would have they're, healers. The, they're the yellow grays. Yeah, they would they would have a non-combat kind of a status, as it were. Um, you guys, by now, have they seen our Mihail designs? Have they seen our Mihail designs? Uh, no, we haven't shown them. We can oh! show them if you want. We can show them. We can edit that out. Or we can just throw it in the live chat. And all you people who are not on our Patreon can just guess. <laughs> oh, I so was going to throw them in the recording if we, if we show them now. Oh, yeah, go for it. Do. Throw them in the recording. So we've actually designed, um, we have insignias for each Mihail. What? Yeah. And oh, I oh, so, so, so we can choose our... I'll, um, I'll made it myself. Wait, no, yeah. now... Are you what, gonna put them in a live chat or do you want me to? So so what would we call this? Ugh, um because you could be a person of an Aja, but I feel like a Mahale is a position. So what what would you call it as somebody who's a member under a, a, so if you were if you were in if you were an Ashaman and you wanted to study the nature of Sidene, you would join the Sauravangar. 
So you would have your black oh, coat, right. so, so you'd be part of sword that and pin, got it, got it, got it. You did and a it. patch. You did it earlier and it didn't stick. <laughs> signifying your membership with the Sword of Angar. Now, um, okay, let me find it. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. I'm going to start with Bajan Mihail. Yeah. Because Andrew's a badass. Some badass designs. Like I'm, I'm actually in love with these designs. Yeah, Christine saying, "Come on, oh my God, yes, I feel that, Christine." I know how Just to edge show my us audience. Okay, shit. so there's the Bijan Mahale. If you are a member of the Bijan Gar, that is what oh, you will wow, wear on your shoulder to signify yeah. you're a member of the Bijan Gar. See, it's another advantage of like being uh, being our patrons. You get to. <laughs> so, so, can I give a threefold talk uh, attempt of a description? Sure. Yes. There are cross swords with a shield on top of it. <laughs> and come to threefold talks for more descriptions like this. Mm. Oh, here we, go. we all love our cross swords with a shield. Oh, yeah. You love your saber, neighbor. Yeah. If you love your saber, neighbor, your saber neighbor will love you back. Okay, next one. It's going to cool. be the saber neighbor secret handshake doesn't involve hands at all. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It does not. Next is going to yep. be Amon Khan Mahal. There you go. There's the Amon Khan Mahal. And I'm saving the Sauron Mahal for last because all right, it's, 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 there's I'm a drama like, queen. Like it's, it's, a, it's a nice post with a dragon on top of it. Hey, what's up, girl? You know. Yeah. I, I was like, I don't think this is sexy. And I was like, oh, wait, no, now it is. I'm like, <laughs> there is a very erect post with a dragon right on top of it. Um, I did not intend for that to look like an erect post, but. No, it didn't. I just. Uh, Here we are. I Here we full, are. I just three full talked it. So. You did. Uh, yeah. No. I'm, I'm a little scared to share mine now. Okay. Here's Sora von Mahal coming your way <laughs> yeah and <laughs> thank you for the stubby stuff Matt Stagger. Ooh, <laughs> oh god um <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 yeah no i'm just not even gonna go there <laughs> You needed a visual representation of taint-borne chlamydia. This is what it looks like. Oh, I was just going to say it's no! the it was the coat with a lot of period blood on it. But um... <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Black Tower. Uh, so, like, I was so excited whenever Josh so started sorry, showing these. Everyone, I am. I apologize, but that is literally what just came to my brain. Like when <laughs> okay. I was trying to. It's do okay. Something. So I was excited when I saw the uh, the almond con. Uh, Mahal sigil or the Amon Kongar uh, sigil. Um, and I was like, that looks really cool. You know, it's, it's really good. And, and then I saw ass. like one, uh, he did the Bajan, and I was like, oh, that's the dopest one. There's no way you're going to beat it. And then Josh kind of did. <laughs> yeah. So, so please don't, everyone, like, <laughs> like don't think of <laughs> Josh's one. It's what I just said, because I'll never say Thank again, you. But, don't yeah. think of me as a clit covered in period blood. I would appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Things I never thought I would hear. Things I never thought I'd say! <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> there's not really much sexual about that. I mean, it kind of like the it kind of looks like a clit, sort of like a fist bump clit, and then oh, all right. Um, hey, this is why you're here, folks. This is quality entertainment. So back to Fourth Age Black Tower. So these would be the different divisions. So this would be at least in, <laughs> in the first generation. These would be the divisions that Ashaman would be uh, organized into. Now, as time goes on, uh, I believe the Black Tower is based very much on adaptation. All right. So wait, wait. So, so have we covered all of the potential guards? Because I know you guys, like Josh, that you said you you want to base it under what y'all are talking about but have we missed anything so well that's and that's the thing so initial and, and what and and this is this is in reference to generation one and mm -hmm. that's kind of where i was going with this is you're gonna have oh, okay. gotcha, gotcha. you're gonna have the soldiers and i don't mean rank soldier i mean people who have the soldier mindset of yeah we the, need the, to be ready the, for that battle one, like i'm gonna fuck up all the terms i'm just gonna say like the people that andrew like go follow andrew yeah exactly you're going to have people who want to study Sidene a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And those are obviously what we have at the last battle. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to have people. Fourth. Oh, what's the fourth? I think of a fourth that I think would make reasonable sense for an entity like the Black Tower. It would be the, the, the Kohen Togar, which is training or learning. Oh, it would okay, be so like the teaching the faction. Yeah. Yeah. The educators, the people teaching weaves and that kind of stuff, like, mm -hmm. you know, the, the general purpose classes, like your English, writing, arithmetic, and how to blow up rocks with your mind. You know, the basics of a good standard education. <laughs> Do you think that would extend outside of the Black Tower? That, um, so, so kind of the brown Aja is what you're talking about. So, um, well, not really just the brown, mistress of novices combined with the brown Aja, maybe? Um, so you're teaching the the recruits and soldiers, and then do you think there would be an outreach of like universities of a knowledge base where people come to learn at the it, Black it Tower be, because yeah. the Black Tower starts maybe gets a library that starts rivaling the White Tower, maybe. You know that actually is a good thing, like. I good feel thing or, like good thing or a good question. Would they actually do that? Both. Do you think? Do you think the Black Tower would actually want to do well, that? Well, they have a standard that the or, or there is precedent for it with Rand starting the universities like with Harrod Fell. But he's, that he's made that completely thing. independent of the the Black Tower. But the Black the Tower. Did. But the Black but Tower just... would want to follow yeah. the Lord Dragon as closely as they possibly can because. That is their claim to legitimacy in Generation One. Interesting. That, Rand that's is a, the that's Dragon a very, Reborn. That's a hot take. I like that hot take. <laughs> Rand is the Dragon Reborn. Rand was on the throne at the time. Therefore, this land that we possess is rightfully ours. And I'm sorry, Elaine, you can't do anything about that. So they will utilize whatever legitimate legal nobility claims that they can get in order to... Mm. So that's a fun fact here because um, we've talked about this exact thing before. Words are important when it comes to diplomacy and legalities, right? 
Rand never tells Taim that this land is being given to him to train Correct. individuals or tr given for the purpose of training. But he says, you can use this land to train. Mm -hmm. So it's like they have lease of use of the land, but they do not have ownership of the land. Which is genius for Rand for the extent that it still makes it pure, completely under his domain without anybody arguing that, like, well, I thought Tyrion was in charge. Because let's face it, Rand goes there like twice, maybe three times. I mean, max, max, bro, yeah. Like, bro, come on. Uh, mm -hmm. But in well, Logan, like, Logan goes and begs him to come back and be like, please come back and take <laughs> control. Because please, Tyrion is a real dick, like, for real. <laughs> No, yeah. no, no, you guys are good. You saw him. He didn't even wear the pins. Ungrateful <laughs> For real, though. But, I mean, I, I think he definitely does that in part because he fully intends uh, to, in his mind, give Elaine back Handor, which you can't do because it's already hers. Um, oh, yeah, and she gets sassy as fuck about it, which I love. Yeah, but I think he I know knows people hate her, that I if know. he had... I think he had knows that if he had given away Andor and Soil that Elaine would have never, never let it stand or let it go. And it, like, leads well, precedent for, like, a, a fight between Andor and the Black well, Tower. Well, and and he also acknowledges, like, like he's he's not really trying to take over the country. Like, we don't yeah. need to debate this. Anywho, let's talk about the I don't need your land. I just need your cooperation. We, we, keep, we keep getting back to the land conversation, um, and I think we've kind of beat that horse well, to but, death a little oh, bit. Yeah, fair enough. Um, okay. So we've got some scouting conversations. Um, we've gotten through. Oh, um, how do you think in the first generation? Uh, so there's the Black Tower that's been established. Um, the fact that there are multiple cultures now that have their pre-last battle way of dealing with Neil Chandlers. So the Aiel send them up to fight Lightsinder. Light Lightsinder? Yeah. No, Lightsinder. You know the, yeah, the yeah. gloves with all like the lights on the fingertips? Yes. It's just some dude uh, in the desert just doing I, all the fair dances with doing the lights. Fucking, like, light just, shows and shit. <laughs> you guys know who the fuck I'm talking about, okay? Yeah, so, yeah, we like, do. <laughs> and I just snorted also, by the way. But I know um, just like the idea of Shaitans um, just sitting in Shao Ghoul just... <laughs> Oh my god, you guys are gonna make me pee. Okay. Um, so, but uh, the sea folk, like, they just literally walk off the plank with rocks tied to them, essentially. Um, so, knowing that there's these other cultures uh, who, who, again, Egwene has made deals with these cultures um, pre last battle on how the the female structure is going to work among the the their channeling culture. What do you think the Black Tower is going to do? Are they going to do reach out? Are they going to let these other cultures establish their own thing? Are they going to attempt to bring all all the male channelers in, like, and and even from abroad, like from Shara and Sean Chan, like this all is, the male this, channelers, this is, all this the male a, channelers, all the male channelers, all the male channelers, right? Yeah, no, this is a big question. My so. amnesty brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> 
No, I think they do because the the one of the things. I also love that these are all like female (laughs) like songs Uh, that you guys are using. Like, yeah, I love it. Like, like bring bring it all in, bring it all in. Well, I think they will because one of the things the first generation has had to they grew up with and have lived with is this being ostracized by all of society by virtue of just being male channelers. So I think there is going to be. Whether I think Logan definitely has the capacity for it and probably will do it because as dominant of a, of a personality as he is, if nothing else, by the end of the last battle, we see that Logan is also a very compassionate person that he very much cares about the fate of people in oh mass. At least he's one of my biggest crushes because of that. Oh, because yeah. he just look, yeah, he's just so he he wants everyone to do well. Um, and when oh, he yeah. first meet him, like. Well, I mean, he's kind of a dick, but then... Um, I mean, I, I take and I, I say my alms to a portrait of Alvaro Morte every night as Logan. so... <laughs> no, which, which we all know, yes. Yeah. Um, but this first generation having lived through all of that and having no place to go and feeling, as soon as they realize like a channel being doomed to just die or be killed, they're probably going to reach out to all of these people and be like, look, even if you don't believe that Sidene has been cleansed. Send them to us. We will accept all responsibility. We will deal with them. And you know what? We will even come and get them if you want us to. Because for Loghain, he <laughs> knows, like all the male Chandlers, all the Ashima know the reality of the situation. They know 100% that Sidene has been cleansed. They also know that there's strength in numbers, there's influence in numbers, and they're going to want to maintain that ability to influence. Because the Black Tower, the White Tower in every nation is going to immediately start rebuilding military force. Because just because everybody signed a piece of paper saying, hey, we'll all be friends, generally mm-hmm. doesn't mean we're all going to be friends, uh, ergo, all of human history. Do you know? So I think they're, they're going to basically like kind of Statue of Liberty. Well, but, liberty but, but, give but, us your broken, your poor, your, you know, whatever. Oh, so so this gets a little bit back to the recruiting question because um, there's cultures that are not necessarily going to want to. So so you're not going to have those recruiting stations necessarily. I but, I but, feel like you're going to have places like Shanchen and Shara that are going to be a hard no. Like they're think, just. I'm also going to give you guys a hard time. Do you think the Aiel are? You know, because you know I love the IEL. Mm. I'm I'm the roof mistress, and this this is where I'm going to sass you a little bit. Do you not think that the IEL are going to want to set up? And and I again, I'm going to say the same thing with the sea folk. Do you not think that they're going to want to set up their own little, like, oh, we don't have to keep killing these people. We want them in our culture. Um, Ooh. Ooh, I don't, I don't think they do. Maybe, maybe the remnant oh, of a shadow oh, that survives. Fuck you, fuck you. Hold on, hold IL. on. Fuck you with the IL because that's I a hard, good question. Though, well, the vast majority I... of them are, are remaining in the Westlands and the wetlands. No, no. Well, they're remaining, but I think the IL still want to keep their culture, and that's why Rand set them aside as the peacekeepers. I think so. You're well, going to have try. this. Mm-hmm. I think it depends. I think it depends um, vastly on the Aiel themselves. They will decide one way also, or the other. But also the Sea Folk, and then you know, again, all these other Sea Folk. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, the Sea Folk have the Isle of Madmen, right? So even if they keep 
doing well, and, that well, same again, tradition. Well, and that's that's assuming that all of these cultures have now accepted, like, so let's just hand wave and say all of them have accepted the taint is gone. So I'm um, sorry. You <laughs> can remove that taint, that nastiness. So like for um, second or third um, generation at best. Well, no, no. Like you could even say like fairly <laughs> quickly, especially, especially with the IEL, especially with the IEL, maybe not. I, okay. Folks, that's fair. Um, but they'll like, uh, and then seeing, especially in the last battle, what the repercussion of them sending all of these, you know, channelers to so I, yeah, I just completely blanked on the massive eye. amount of channelers that were fighting yeah. against well, them. Yeah, yeah. Well, and like, yeah, no, we just basically sent them up, and they either got turned or they volunteered to be bad versions of us. Um, oh, I so, think the IEL, well, as the people of the dragon, are. I think I agree with Josh. Uh, I think this might be what Josh was getting at. I'm probably slightly off, at least. But it could be fifty-fifty. It could be 50-50 with the IO because on one hand, people of the dragon, all this trust in the Karakarn and a respect for what he has set up and done because that is what prophecy has said, that is what tradition has said, and that is what they have, for the most part, ultimately seen from Rand as the Dragon Reborn. So I could see that being a fair argument that they make to send their male channelers to the Black Tower to train. But on the other hand, you have this this fierce IL concept of honor and independence and self, uh, I don't want to, not self-righteousness, but uh, like self- self um, governance. Yeah, and building yourself up as an entity. Oh, and I definitely see a whole new detachment of IL warriors that are simply just male channels. I I feel like it becomes a completely different um, warrior society. So it's like there's the maidens, there's all the non-channeling male warrior societies, and then there is the channelers male warrior societies. And that, um, and, and 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 they may not consider themselves. It maybe they model themselves similar to the Black Tower, that they're they don't attempt to be wise ones, which are the female channelers, but also wise ones are like the the amount the percentage of women who actually can channel as wise ones are maybe 50 50 so that's what they call themselves because they're not going to call themselves wise ones well again i i think they create their own individual warrior society um yeah. no, i agree so, i was just curious like, to see if like, you like maybe you had thought of a name that was just curious. I'm, so, I'm terrible. Like, I'm terrible with names. Dragon's actually, children, but that doesn't actually like, like maybe you guys like pull that on Twitter and we'll uh, retweet that and uh, announce well, what's, it on Facebook. What's old talk. tongue for spear? I'll bet. I'll bet if an oh, eel. Oh, I will have to ask Pavara that because I have no old fucking old idea. Sisway. S i s w a i is old. Is it Sisway? Oh, it is. It is. I'm on Sisway. Dragon Spear or Siswe Aman, Spear of the Dragon. So, uh, p- p- Pavara, correct him on this one, please. This, <laughs> Pavara, leave a comment below, or <laughs> any of you other old tongue experts, leave a comment below. But you know, but that's you know exactly I that where tongue. I was going with with the uh, with the with the fifty fifty. It could go either way with the Aiel. I feel like the and and the reason why I feel like the Aiel would send male channelers to the Black Tower is. Mm. Because there is currently no place in society 
for well, a male uh, channeler who but, is an Aeolian. But this and, is where, okay. And they already have established tradition Mm-mm. of sending them to spit in Sightblinder's eye. So that's one yeah. option to keep but, with tradition and send them away. The second option being the Karakarn brings change. We have a braced change. We are now, we live among the wetlanders as a security force. It will be beneficial as a tactical advantage. Kind use of the word embrace. So anyway. another another reason I don't think they'll actually go to the Black Tower is because same way you embrace yourself in a Part of the tradition is training with a sword. Um, so, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Big hugs to the Black Tower. Um, no, fuck you. I don't care. Um, I don't care. But, but keep in mind, no, 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 the sword no, no, no. is not I, the I, only I, training they do. No, it is not. But with with respect to the types of weapons that you use, they don't do spear training. So maybe maybe this becomes a sort of um, a green uh, wise one alliance. Maybe the Black Tower realizes training with a spear is important, so they bring in um, IO warriors to train the Ashima, like maybe the. Maybe they are like, fuck you, we're the only people that can do this. Um, I am instantly terrified. <laughs> Imagine a male Chandler, ergo Dumais Wells, with the battle prowess, knowledge, and skills of an IL. That but, is terrifying. But remember, there are IL teachers like it's at amazingly the Black terrifying. Tower yeah. teaching soldiers to fight with their hands. Like, and, really, and really fucking someone up. Yeah. Yes! This already, so that's what I'm saying. There's already a precedent well, and, and this, and for this an is, IEL presence at the is, Black Tower. This is like that's well presence, but so you get IEL trainers, but this would have to be a, an extreme negotiation. And actually, it, I think that I don't think the IEL would actually agree to it, at least for the first generation. Um, see, maybe in the see, second generation, be, well, because the IELs literal prerogative in the post last battle world is the peacekeepers so they don't want people who can a channel and i think this is also another reason that they would create their own male channeling um warrior society is because they would want the ability that if the black tower got out of hand uh, like, like you guys said in the Red Asha, like, oh, yeah, if we need to, like, put people down, we can do it. Well, but uh, and, and I can and, even and, see this. And in the chance that the Black Tower gets fucking out of hand, they've got channelers that can go up against channelers. Well, and I can even see this as being sort of a, a Shaolin type of scenario, right? A Where Shaolin. Aiel come in and say, sword, really? We don't use sword. And Loghain saying, okay, teach them spear. Teach them bow and arrow. And can you imagine yeah, well, can you, you imagine the respect that Isle would have when they see the Two Rivers longbow and the efficiency at which the Two River fires them? They would give them yeah, much G well, for that. Well, like, and this is a larger... Uh, world mixing conversation um that happens about which is as, part as of you, the fourth age though 
Well, and right now we're trying to focus on the Black Tower. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, but again, there are two rivers, people, in the Black Tower. Again, this is a like, yeah. What do we want to focus on? Um, anyways, well, the uh, idea is that there are Aiel male channelers, whether or not they would come to the Black Tower, and, and that, that's that's my point. My point is. There is and then, what, plenty... and then what, what do you think about the sea folk male channelers? Do you think mm. the sea folk male channelers would come, or do you think they would just learn? So the sea like, folk... like I, I feel like they would also optimize yes. their talents. They, like oh, they remain. Channeler. We might need to dial back in, as you were kind of saying, Leah, because now, uh, and and I love the discussion, which is why I, I don't even want to say maybe we need to dial it in uh, because. <laughs> We're in, in trying to talk about the Black Tower. We're trying to talk about like how all the other cultures will deal with the revelation of <laughs> untainted male chandlers. But that is which a discussion is for the Black Tower. Yeah, that's why I hopped. That's why like I didn't want to talk about um, what the the warrior training would exchange. Mm. I wanted to focus on the chandlers. I mean, so I think we have to operate off of. An assumption of whether or not the rest of the world and the other cultures outside of the Westlands are going to entertain sending male Chandlers to the Black Tower. If they're yeah. even going to entertain the idea. Yeah. I don't and, think, uh, and this is very, very much thanks to Iris Bear asking questions in live chat. Sean Chan definitely don't. That's because, a new oh. perspective, though, that I did not think well, of. Well, but, but, but I don't think there's, they don't there's, because there's, there's nothing actually, preventing. Actually, there's an interesting provision under what Tuman and Rand um, talk about is that if channelers want to cross borders and then maybe whoever a savvy negotiator could say that that is the same for male channelers. So if male channelers want to cross the borders, they can. Um, and because they're like, they basically just execute male channelers and Sean Chan. So in Randland, if there is a male channeler, maybe he is just depending on how the white tower or the black tower negotiates it, is just able to cross that border based off of the dragon's peace that he made with Tuan. Yeah. There, but there's nothing, I don't think the Sean Chan, uh, at least facilitate the moving of male chandlers into the Westlands for the Black Tower. Oh, they're, they're not going to make it them. easy. Yeah. yeah. No, they're going to be dickheads in, about it. Until like, their culture... Dickheads. Yeah. Until their culture of the money collapses on itself, which it inevitably will, uh, just too many people know that the Soul Dom have to also be able to channel to control uh, the subjects mm -hmm. of the Adam. Um, until that collapse happens, they're going to look at male chandlers either in the same way they always have, because they don't believe the taint is gone and they're just going to continue to kill them mm -hmm. or they're going to see them as another source to fuel their demonic army now that they can no longer conduct raids on the Westlands and accrue more Chandlers. Or this becomes treaty. a complete subterfuge um, where yeah. the Black Tower decides to like somehow send information into those Sean Chan controlled lands and be like, if you're a male Chandler, come out here and mull. So Oh, I will. think the, the West, the at least the White Tower is going to be sitting there like trying to drop leaflet pamphlets all over. And maybe this gets into the second generation where like we're assuming those those lands mostly stay the same. Um, so, where so I would say 
I would say first generation, IEL, Seafolk, those who are receptive to the idea are going to be sending their mail channelers to the Black Tower because of the stigma we still don't trust that Sidene is cleansed or safe. Disagree. However, Disagree. however, no, those, those are the two cultures. Those are the two cultures. I know. If anything that the car Karn and, so, Oh God, what did the seafood call them? But they like, they trust him explicitly. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. They trust but, him explicitly. So they're good. They're good with him. So I think and they established their own, but I feel like there into, needs to be, like eventually, like mid first generation, they start doing exchanges and study groups and all that. Sort and, of, like, and that's the thing. And that's the thing. Point. When you start, yeah, that's, that's mid, mid, mid first generation. Yeah, mid first generation. Mid first generation. They will both Not start questioning. Wait a minute. Mm-mm. Are we giving up a tactical advantage by offering up our male channelers to the Black Tower? The Sea Folk, as we know, are ruthless negotiators. I don't think they'll stop sending channelers. I think they'll start asking a price. Oh, yeah. And if the Black Tower is not willing to pay that price, they will continue to keep their mail channelers and they will have mail channelers who can help move their ships. Um, as far as the Aiel, I think the Aiel, if they make the agreement to send mm-hmm. channelers their they way, won't. will be honor bound to do so. If they decide I, not I, to I, do so, they will never do so. It's I, it's an all or nothing thing with the IEL. I think oh, eventually. Here's I how think, I think it goes. Oh, go ahead. Andrew. Here's how I think it goes. Um, through at least at least the first generation, at least through let's say seventy five percent of the first generation, as the Black Tower builds strength from all of these, because you're going to have nations that want to build strength, Ooh. and they're going to look for the fastest, most effective way to build military combat strengths. Because again, the again. A piece of paper is a piece of paper. It's not signed on an oath rod or bound by an oath rod or binding chair. It's just a piece of paper. Um, they can easily be lost, edited, or just ignored. So as the influence of the Black Tower increases and you see more and more Ashaman dedicated to soldiers traveling the Westlands, interacting with the cultures, that's when you're going to start having uh, the Shan Chan, the Sea Folk, uh, and the Saurans recognizing that, hey, there is strength to be taken advantage of in the male channels. So the Seafolk are either going to A, send them to the Black Tower to train to come back, or cross, they're cross just going to try to train them there. Cross-train. Yeah. I think cross-train is the words we want to use. Yeah. So the Seafolk, I think, is like the best case outcome for any of the kind of three foreign cultures uh, with that. The Saurans... Are going to completely one hundred percent in in person, like in country, train and force them to train because they're incredibly weakened. They're humiliated by the deception of Dimondred, which I would assume by this point they have figured out, considering he lost. And they are also not party uh, to the dragon's peace, so they have full reign to wage war. So they're gonna they're gonna take the male chandlers and keep them in Sara. And the the last point to this before I I let you go, Leah. like, we'll let you speak, not let you go. Um, the Sean Chan, I think, will continue to kill male Chandlers until they see the tactical advantage and a militaristic advantage. And then, as long as the Mane culture is still alive and well, which it probably will be at this point, they will start assimilating them into the Mane culture. Into, uh, I call it culture. It's really a horrendous practice. I shouldn't call it culture. 
um, but they will assimilate them into the practice of Demane and Soldan, mm-hmm. which is going to be interesting to see how that and that's, works until, that's thing. until the culture or until the practice of Demane is turned on its head by the revelation that all the Soldan can take and channel as well. Yeah. And that's, and that's one important thing with Sean Chan that a lot of people, I think, now don't get me wrong, I hate Sean Chan. I, I'm the guy who said remove the Sean Chan from the TV series. Like, I'm okay with that. I don't need the Sean Chan. They're terrible and I hate them. However, post last battle, remember Matt is with them. Matt is Prince of the Ravens. Matt is in a position of authority and power. And a really great point that was brought up by Boring Sober Guy in our live chat here. Matt can possibly be the agent who talks Tuon into sending male channelers to the Black Tower as a Sean Chan show of good faith, as a diplomatic maneuver, whatever the case may be. We know that. that the Sean Chan are really good at diplomatic play and when it suits them when it suits them when it it, but exactly when it suits them so i believe their their idea would be similar to the sea folk which they would exact the price if they could not get that price they would just start training their own this is another episode we need to do we need to talk about matt and his role in the sean chan oh my god please make a note of that Hold on. Because do I need to make a note of that or are you going to make a note of that? Because you know what? I luckily don't have to make a note of that for once. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I take notes. Like, in case I'm you haven't noticed, I've like, had a pen in my want. hand the whole time. Yeah. I'm like making lots of notes. Br- brief glimpse into my thoughts on that topic. I, I think Matt and Elaine and Avienda and all of the all of the people we know to be influential and powerful go the same way. I, I don't think they're around terribly long into the fourth age um and i think that's incredibly important because well well, i'll I'll save it for the topic and i'll probably forget it when we get to the topic but i i don't think matt lasts long enough in sean chan to affect change and i don't think the prince of ravens is that powerful enough to influence sean chan culture to begin with especially as an outsider to the culture I, I honestly, uh, t- very quickly, because this isn't even the topic of the conversation. I think Matt gets assassinated within ten years. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? Absolutely. Like, oh yeah, for sure. Hard it disagree. Is. No, that's hard that's, disagree. You know what? We, that's not. That is a future topic. That's a future yeah. topic. Let's not get distracted. But we, 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 we were still like barely even touched. Like we we're a little bit past time. We're gonna need to do a part two. Is we what's barely even touched the first generation like i still feel like we have so much to talk about with the first okay but but here's the thing and and i'm gonna throw this out there as my last thoughts because we do need to wrap this up okay but i will say this is my last do we really (laughs) okay how about we how about we pause here and do a and schedule a part two because you're not wrong we could talk about this forever we could make this a recurring segment on the show i'm really good with that if there's well, we I've go age to age. I've said well, we, we still haven't enough. even we still haven't even finished the first generation conversation. Like there are so many other things that I actually have notes for. <laughs> so. I've I've said often enough, Rafe. I know you watch the show. Actually, I got to stop saying that because we've got confirmed that the actors watch the show. <laughs> or they watch not several specifically ours, not specifically ours. 
But I gotta stop. Marcus, we really hope, really hope our episode on Perrin helped you. <laughs> and didn't really make you sit there and be like, I fucking hate these guys. Okay, did you guys see when uh, the season two trailer? Sorry, another tangent. Season two trailer when Daniel Henney was like, honestly, uh, whenever I needed to get to know Land better, I just watched the content creators. They created all these really great in-depth videos, so that helped me. So thanks, guys. And I yeah, no, I the, peed they're, myself they're a little. So many actors that just do so many amazing like they like they can't directly interact with us, but they passively interact with right. us. Right. Which I which is which, which is just as good in my yeah, opinion. No, yeah, no, the, the fact hey, that they're uh, like, oh yeah, we just watch you guys. Like yeah, no, so no, um yeah. Miss uh Miss Coveney, uh we have about five episodes about your bass as a lane. <laughs> So hopefully oh, it imports the importance of uh, milk and baths and linen. All right. Yeah. So here we go. So here's this. Wrapping this up. I feel like this is oh, such we, a big we topic. need to, like, and you better fucking include me. Uh, we'll get a part two yeah. on. Because At least, needs... like, no, this, like, this, yeah. Whatever. This is, part we'll get, two, part, we'll part get a break because here, here in a couple weeks, you'll be back to talk about an entirely different A completely uh, different, topic. yeah. No, but but I I'm very passionate about this fourth age shit because I research it a lot. So, <laughs> well, and and that's and that's where I was just getting ready to go with this. And my final thoughts is that the Black Tower has so much work ahead of them. They have so much work ahead of them. Loghain has so much work to do. It makes sense, and and that's why we have established. All I do is work, 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 work. Zorovan Mihail, Bajan Mihail, Amin Khan Mihail, and I loved the one that uh, Andrew pointed out earlier. Uh, what was it? Koatan. Koatan. I think it's Koatan. Koatan Mihail. Koanto. Koanto Mihail. Like these are things that make sense because as the organization gets bigger and more complex. He's going to need more leadership to help keep that uh, in check and Absolutely. organized and focused. Absolutely. So this conversation, that's why I say this could be a series that we do because it's such a big job. And that should give people an idea of the enormous task at hand that Loghain has ahead of him. Absolutely. It's not 100%. a simple matter of, oh, the Black Tower's mine now. There's a lot of things he needs to take into account in order for the Black Tower to not only be successful as a protector in the world, but also to grow and to become stronger and to be more effective at their main goal. And I believe that throughout the Fourth Age, the Black Tower will be seen as a beacon of security and safety. And that's what we at the Black Tower Podcast strive to establish with our own specific community is we want people to have a place where they can come to talk, have a place to be, and have a place to feel safe. So that's my final thoughts with Black Tower in the fourth age. That's it. That's what I got to say about that. Yeah. Um... I'll, I'll go next because I I can't wait to hear Leah's final thoughts. The, the, well, the <laughs> we'll give Leah final the final thoughts. Words. Yeah, the bridge final thoughts. Given the caveat of what we've discussed this past two hours or so, um, this is a good show. 
I, I think a big part of it that, that sums it up perfectly, again, live chat, Matt Stagger, the logistics alone are scary. When you start thinking about uh, the pure logistics of uh, an increasingly populous Black Tower, uh, an increasing number of male channelers, which is going to be a natural byproduct of, you know, oh, I don't know, not basically killing off all male channelers uh, eventually, um, which we know has to happen. I mean, there's a certain degree of this that we know has to happen at some point because time is a circle. We have to get back to a second age where male channelers and female channelers together are eyes to die or maybe a different name in the next turning, whatever the case is. Uh, but they're doing these incredible feats of magic and, and technology. Mm -hmm. We know it has to come about. Mm -hmm. And generally the biggest part of the argument is how quickly does it come about? And to me, the easy cop-out answer is, well, what goes from first age to second age is the rediscovery of magic. So it happens in actually incredibly fast. But how it's really easy to identify when a culture starts into a new age. Um, like moving from a stone age into a bronze age, moving from a bronze age into an iron age and then the industrial era. It's really easy to identify a start, how things start. But identifying how things progress towards an end uh, has generally throughout uh, human history and even well of time history, it's a lot more difficult to do because you have incomplete I just got completely distracted because I saw a gift from a YouTube channel I recognize. Anyway, <laughs> you have to get from a current point that you know to a theoretical end that has to happen. And you have to arbitrarily assign what is going to denote that end. And so at some point, as much as we love the Black Tower, we also have to conceptualize in our minds an inevitable ending of the Black Tower. And then oh. how does that happen? Does it happen as the Black Tower and the White Tower come together and then fall apart? Uh, do they never come together? And that just happens whenever Chanley is rediscovered. That, that's very second generation conversations. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think the biggest thing is just to realize how much work, like Josh said, that Loghain has to do post-last battle. You have to legitimize the Black Tower and the Ashaman. You have to dispel the notion that all men that can channel are just going to innately go insane, kill everything and destroy everything. The amount of work is astronomical at this point. And uh, I don't know, maybe in November we get more indications on where this is going to go. Uh, whenever we get the, the new book uh, released, the, the kind of inspirations Ooh, of Robert Jordan. I got it on pre-order and I'm so excited. So do I. Yeah. So it's perpetually at the top of my Amazon saying arriving November 8th or something like that. But it's a fun discussion, and the best part about it is it is all 100% theoretical. Um, it is. And that makes it fun, because you can never honestly, uh, for the most part, look at somebody and be like, you're absolutely wrong, because mm, you don't absolutely. know. And stranger things have happened. But uh, those, are, those are my final thoughts. Leia, finish us off. Finish Finish well, and, us. Uh, just to riff a little bit off of what Andrew just said, uh, like we are making some major assumptions um, based off of um, what the continent world building looks like, and but but it's fun. So if if we like dig into those basic assumptions, we can make generalizations. 
of um, what the first age, like, and we really only dug in the first age. And I still have like so many questions on the first age. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I've got like a whole list on uh, the the panel that I was on previously that we had never discussed, and then I've even created like a new list. <laughs> for like, today. I don't want to. So I've got questions so for days. Yeah, no, no, I, for real. I know. Maybe I know. I know. Like, you know what? Yeah, no. Maybe we move into Patreon chat after this and just keep fucking around with it. No, 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 no. But but like, yeah, we could totally move oh, into I Patreon am. chat and keep fucking around. But that being said, like, I think we should like like y'all said like uh, this is well, a, definitely part two. This yeah, part two, part three, part four. Because we like, I feel like we've scratched the surface. And I, I mean, we did like, five I, parts of Elaine. We can do five parts of. Ashman, generation one <laughs> um so again like maybe we could uh create some more um assumptions offline that we don't have to discuss here okay new series black tower fourth <laughs> age and we will start talking about specific generations yeah, well, like again, I think I think there's like levels. Of, like we we've, we've broken down to two generations, but we've described an age as a, a at 3, least three thousand years. Yeah, so there's multiple. Anyways, so yeah, we're good. There's that, 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 that's for for all offline stuff. But <laughs> so anyways, yeah, but no, but I still I what what it comes down to is like this was a fucking phenomenal conversation. I still have lots <laughs> of fucking questions. Um, I'm glad that you guys entertained all my questions and you had great answers for it and allowed me to sass back whenever I could because, like, you know. I will say, in true IEL fashion, you came into our show and interviewed us. <laughs> like, only an IEL could keep, fuck, keep control of the room in that manner so okay I am, first, I am the roof mistress so thank you leia yeah. roof mistress we have tremendously appreciated your presence here go ahead and tell people where they can find you once again for those who aren't once, paying attention at the beginning of the episode <laughs> so once again um i am a participant on threefold talks which you can find if you youtube malkier talks um so he's our to Ken Wetlander, he hosts us, and so it time. is for IEL. Uh, well, two of us are maidens, and two of us are wise ones, roof mistresses, whatever you want to call us. Um, yeah, and we have our token Wetlander, the Malkier, um, who <laughs> just like talk about random ass shit sometimes. Love it. And it's all wheel of time based, and it's amazing. And again, crossover fans. Uh, I think everybody I've seen in chat today is a foldy. So. And if you want to have some super amazing content, go look at the Malkir Talks 1000 subscriber celebration on YouTube, and you get to oh. see me and Andrew and Leia in a sweat tent. In the sweat tent. We did. I'm just that. saying. We just totally saying. did that. And I was totally sober at that point. <laughs> now that I'm totally sober, the Black now, Tower. You have, like, you have sweat tent. You have totally toe sober. now. You have toe for that. Oh no, I have G for that. Please. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have G for your conduct, but you have toe for deliberately saying you were sober. 
Oh yeah, I'm so glad that was a joke. That was was a joke that that. you Butlanders don't get. Okay, I think it cancels out. (laughs) Yeah, you. I think I think it cancels out with a massive bonus to G though. Don't get, you just don't get the heel. You just don't humor. get it. You just you know what? You I, just I don't learned get Gia it. Toe from Do Chaufayel, so I think I understand it. Right. Mini me likes chocolate. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I do. Yeah, sure, but, sure, that works. But thank you everyone so much for listening, Leah. Again, thank you so much for very very last minute hopping in to join us on no this episode. It was fun. Oh, can it? <laughs> I cannot say thank you enough. And uh, guys, seriously. Check out Three Fall Talk. Check out everything Malcolm Talks fun. does as well. A lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. They're fantastic episodes. They're hilarious. They're insightful. Um, and sometimes you learn stuff about yourself uh, that may surprise you because uh, they give some pretty good advice too when you need it. Uh, but go <laughs> and definitely check that out. Subscribe and like not only to Malcolm Talks for Three Fall Talk, but subscribe and like this video on right YouTube. There? Like it as well on whatever podcasting app. And do please, if you enjoy what we do, uh, or even if you don't, leave a review. Because um, it does help us out immensely and it gives us guidance on maybe how we can improve in the future or what we could, should keep doing that you enjoy. If you want more of our stuff, blacktowerpod.com. Everything's there. You can find it all there. Promise you, it's there. Some way, it, shape, all or of form. it. All of it. All of it. If you want to become uh, to be able to access some of these live recordings, uh, blacktowerpod.com gives you a link to our Patreon for just a dollar a month. You can do that as well. Um, and there's some pretty nifty benefits. Uh, I think so, but I'm also biased because you know we made the benefits and they're they're pretty dope. Well, and you, uh, you, you, can, also, you can live chat and have us yeah. respond to you. That's yeah, so, or, or them. You know, not just me because I'm not whoever seen. Whoever's here. Whoever's here. Uh, uh, And with that, uh, go and check out newcreationsbygen.com. We have a new shot glass available there. Go and check it out. Uh, It's dope. I can't wait to get one. I'm going to definitely have to order one. Uh, Yeah. Um, And then again, if you need energy, uh, Dubby has a ton of amazing flavors. They boast being jitterless jitterless energy, no artificial uh, coloring, no artificial flavors, none of that jazz. It's very very good for you if you're going to use some sort of energy supplement and you can definitely find a flavor that you're going to absolutely love and they have an anime waifu i mean come on what else do you need <laughs> energy and anime waifus come on that's it uh, right. when but you can click the link in the show notes or the show description to get 10 percent off or you can just use code btp as in black tower podcast to get 10 percent off your order and every order that you use the code on does help support what we do here at Black Tower Podcast. But uh, for all of us here at the Black Tower Podcast, thank you again so, so much. And I have been your Bajan Mahil, Andrew. And I have been your Sauravan Mahil, Josh. And we hope you've left this recording just a little bit more insane than you were when you first started. Our Amon Khan Mahil, Daniel, thanks you as much. He is here in spirit. Uh, and we cannot wait to have him back here in the tower, back from duties. I'm sure he'll have a fantastic report. Yeah, or duties. not. It might be classified. It might be sealed to the tank. Which sealed is a whole to the new tank. Level of seal. It's a whole but, new. You, you're not ready for that. Yeah. But in the infamous words of Daniel, we hope you have a fantastic morning. And in case we don't see you again, good afternoon, good evening, and a good night.
Ich hasse Ferien. 